I was bullied by my evil teacher who repeatedly put me down and made fun of me because I am stupid and I can't understand everything as fast as everyone else. So I decided to record all of the hurtful things she said to me and present them to the administrator of my school. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Here's the backstory. I was a senior in high school at the time and I had never been the brightest student. I was a solid C student and I had never received a detention or had any kind of bad student record. This is important because to this day I still have no idea why the teacher treated me this way. The teacher, who we will name Mrs. Frank, had been a teacher at my school for more than a decade and was widely known for being a pretty heartless bee who the administrator saw as the golden child. Mrs. Frank taught algebra, which is my worst subject, so naturally I had issues understanding the lessons and would ask questions frequently. To some, these questions are easily answered, but to me it was rocket science. Usually when somebody asks a dumb question, no one should address it. However, in Mrs. Frank's class, she would belittle me in front of everyone by saying things such as, And here comes the slow boy again. Wow, surprise, surprise, you don't understand it again. Really? We're going to go extra slow for you today, aren't we? Etc, etc. I tried going to the administration about it before, but she was considered the golden child. They would send someone in to examine her during class. She would act respectful and normal for one day and then go back to being a bee the next. Next. This goes on for about half a year until I had enough. I went to the local radio shack, bought a recorder, and secretly recorded every insult she would throw at me. I would sometimes instigate to make up for the lost time. Go ahead, feed the fire. Fast forward to the end of the year and I'm sitting in Mrs. Frank's class when I ask a question. Her response was, and I quote, because it's burned into my brain, I've been teaching here for 10 years and that was the single dumbest question I've ever heard of come from anyone's mouth. She continued the lesson without answering. I calmly stood up, packed my stuff, and headed to the nurse's office to dismiss myself from school. We were allowed to dismiss ourselves if we were 18. I went home, I compiled all of the brutal tapes into one glorious masterpiece, and headed back the next day to show the administrators. I sat down with the principal and we listened to a couple of the insults before he stopped me. He wanted more witnesses present, as well as Mrs. Frank. He told me he would meet the next day where I could show him and the rest of the administrators the full tape. I walk into school the next morning being the most nervous I've ever been been for anything. I was called down to the office where I met with some board directors, the local school police officer, the principal, the vice principal, and Mrs. Franks. What followed were some of the greatest minutes of my entire life. I watched as the administrators went from fed up with being in another useless meeting to furious and speechless, with some of them keeping their mouths open for the entire duration of the tape. I also watched Mrs. Frank go from confident and stuck up to realizing that she had messed up beyond repair. She was publicly roasting herself in front of the most important people from the district. The tape ended and without hesitation, the administrators looked around and in astonishment, the principal turns to me and says, I think we've heard everything we need to. Thank you. And I was quietly dismissed from the room. The final time I saw Mrs. Frank was leaving the room. I looked back and we made eye contact through her tear-filled eyes as I gave her the biggest, most evil smile. I returned to class the next week and Mrs. Frank was nowhere to to be found. The story spread quickly throughout the school and I was seen as a saint. I had successfully gotten her fired and made it almost impossible for Mrs. Frank to return to her teaching career as well as cut off most of her connections that she had with other teachers in the school. I had ruined her financially because no school district in the area would hire this walking piece of garbage. If you're reading this Mrs. Frank, I'd like to take this moment to tell you to go bork yourself. Before you decide whether or not I'm the jerk, here's a little more information. I 
should have cleared this up in the story. However, I didn't want to go into too much detail about the process. Yes, this was perfectly legal to do, and my parents and I did our research to make sure we weren't breaking any kind of laws. In my state, you can record someone in their place of business without both party consent. And I want to address some frequently asked questions. I regret sharing the dumbed down version of this story because I left out a huge amount of stuff that I put my parents through during all of this. Tons of meetings and phone calls that would have made the story a lot longer, and I didn't think anyone would enjoy it. Number one, I do not still have the tapes. It was in the administration's best interest to keep them in case she sued for false termination, and it would have gone out of hand if the tapes spread and gave a bad reputation towards the district. Even if I had kept the tapes, this took place over 15 years ago, there is no way I would be able to find them. Number two, yes, I took algebra as a senior because again, I wasn't the greatest student to walk those halls. And throughout all my years of school, I had tutoring. I'm sorry, I'm not a genius. And lastly, number three, I don't remember what question I asked that pushed me over the limit that day. So now that you know everything, was I the jerk? I know that teachers have an incredibly difficult job, especially year after year having to deal with the same problems in students that are solved one year and then they have to start all over again. And there are things like that with a lot of jobs. I mean, you can look at doctors and say the same thing. A doctor has a patient that comes in, he cures the patient, but then there's more people that have the same issue that come in later. For some people, that type of cycle calluses them in general towards the people that they're supposed to be helping. And it sounds like that might be exactly what's going on here with this teacher. Maybe once upon a time, she was a really sweet lady and was always helping and she really cared. And then she became this way, or maybe she was like this all along. It's just hard to imagine her lasting this long in the school district if she was like that the whole time. This story is relatable to a lot of people because a lot of you have probably had a really terrible experience with a teacher where the teacher puts you down or tries to make you feel like you're stupid. The difference here is that this guy struck back, going to great lengths to shut her down permanently. He collected all the evidence he needed and presented it to her superiors. And so now she's out of a career. I know a lot of people are saying that that's way too far, that this is way beyond what he experienced himself, but it sort of depends on how you look at it because it's probably not only the original poster here that had to deal with this type of strange cruelty that the teacher is raining down on him. It's probably also concurrently happening to a lot of other students, both in the present and in past years and never said anything. So how do you see this? Do you think this was going way too far to totally ruin her career? Or do you think this was justified? Let me know your thoughts down below. And if you've ever had a mean teacher in your life, let me know what happened down below along with jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for throwing away my boyfriend's illegal yogurt collection? I'm a 29 year old female. My boyfriend is 30. We've been living together for two years in a little studio in a very expensive, big US city. My boyfriend grew up rurally with a lot of space, enough to collect all kinds of things. He collected action figures and video games and all the normal kid stuff when he was young. But as he grew older, he became interested in more unusual things. As a teen, he had eight guinea pigs of different types from different breeders. Since Tide Pods were released seven years ago, he saved one of every kind of Tide Pod. He's got a big box of international variety of electric insulators, those little ceramic hats that power lines wrap around on power poles. He's not a hoarder. He's usually neat, just used to having lots of space for his bizarro collections. At his parents' ranch, he has two big rooms full of containers of weird and impressive things. He recently became interested in yogurt. He has always hated dairy products until about a year ago. He just started drinking milk and sharing ice cream with me, but he's found a love for yogurts. So now he collects them, of course. The problem is, is that they're perishable. So until earlier, our little 550 square foot studio contained about 2,100 cups of yogurt. It comes in tons of varieties, different types, flavors, 
flavors, textures, containers made by different companies in different countries. This is like crack to my boyfriend. So we pretty much tried to save a sample of everything he could find. He filled our fridge, bought a new fridge, and then another tiny beside the fridge, and then another tiny bedside fridge. He said that he didn't want to walk to the fridge at night, but it was obviously a ruse to get more yogurt space. These fridges all filled up with his yogurts, and if you keep them for long, they smell bad. Sometimes the packaging breaks, so our apartment was smelling like rotten milk for at least two weeks. And my boyfriend's attitude was, oh, it's fine, and just deal with it for a little longer until I pulled the plug and I threw them all out this morning. I was looking at my groceries, which I had to put beside the fridge because there was no space, and everything smelled like death. And then I kind of snapped and I threw it all away. My boyfriend is understandably upset. We've been arguing about whether I crossed the line by throwing away his stuff, and he's especially upset because he, of course, had rare yogurts that were hard to find, in particular because he had some Cuban and Iranian yogurts that you can't get in the United States. But I know that we have trade sanctions against Iran and Cuba, so I don't know if it was even legal for him to have them. I asked him where he got his Iranian yogurt, but he kept insisting, the Iranian yogurt is not the issue here, and that the real issue was me throwing out his precious yogurts without his permission. So am I the jerk here? So how do you collect yogurts? Because even if you have three fridges like the boyfriend had in this story, yogurts don't last forever even if you refrigerate them. Is he actually eating these or is he just looking at them and admiring them? Anything that can perish like that doesn't really make sense to start building a collection around. But the part of this that seems like it's the most off is the fact that he didn't mind the horrible smell of all the rotting yogurts all over the place. The OP here says that he's not a hoarder, that he's neat, but yet the smell of all of this didn't bother him at all. Despite all of that, I get why he would be upset and the OP definitely should have talked to him about it since this was his personal property, even though they do live together. But it seems like something more is going on here. 550 square feet is not very much space to fit three fridges, two of them being full-size fridges and one being a bedside fridge. So if your boyfriend or girlfriend was collecting this quantity of yogurt to the point where it stunk every time you went into your place, how would you handle it and jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for not balding? My dad is bald and five of my six brothers are bald and my last brother is on his way. My uncle is balding and apparently my grandfathers on both sides have no hair too. I'm 34 years old, past the age any of them had lost their hair and I still have my hair. Apparently being bald is some bizarre cult identity for all of the guys in my family now and every time there is a family gathering there is huge drama. I've been told to shave it and I've been accused by my brothers of getting a secret hair transplant and using anti-baldness medication, etc. My dad won't speak to me right now because over Christmas, he kept joking that I wasn't actually his child and mentioning that I should go check with a doctor to check if everything is okay. I did get very angry and I told him it was ridiculous and being bald shouldn't be a part of their identities. I am very happy and proud of my hair and the whole thing just feels ridiculous and smells of jealousy to me. They think that I am a jerk for the crime of having hair and for not laughing along, but the jokes barely conceal some real contempt and I've had enough of it. Am I the jerk? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
This is truly bizarre. Maybe the family seems to think that these jokes are actually in some sort of lighthearted spirit and the OP is interpreting them as being mean-spirited. But even that seems like a stretch because of the facts that were presented here. The OP specifically says my dad won't speak to me right now because over Christmas he kept joking about the whole doctor thing. So it's not that the OP won't speak to his dad because he was upset about these jokes. It's that the dad was upset because of what? That he has hair or that he didn't go to the doctor to actually get checked out? Because if that's the case, then it wasn't a joke at all. He's being pretty serious about it. The whole thing seems insufferable. But if this was your bald family and you were the only one that wasn't bald, and this is how they were treating you, what would you do? And let me know, jerk or not a jerk, and why? Am I the jerk for leaving my boyfriend because of Danny DeVito? I'm a 31-year-old female, and my boyfriend, who's 33, really likes Danny DeVito. We've been together for six years now, and he has always liked Danny DeVito. Even when we first got together, he had a cardboard cutout of him he got a few years years before we even got together. It never even bothered me until we started working from home because of COVID. And honestly, it didn't even bother me. It bothered one of his colleagues. He has a well-paid job and is thought of very highly in his workplace and has been told by his boss that when he retires next year, he will be recommending him for the job. He has been there for 12 years and this will really be a huge advancement for him and he deserves it. Now for the strange part. Due to him working from home, he has been doing a lot more video calls and his boss's boss, Jay, really does not like the Danny DeVito cardboard cutout. He asked him to remove it during a meeting, so he did and the meeting carried on. The week after that, in another meeting, it was back in its usual spot. After that meeting, Jay asked my husband to hang on and blew up at him over the cardboard cutout being back. He snapped back that he is unable to tell him how to decorate his house. Unless he formally puts it in writing, he won't be removing Danny DeVito. So, would I be the jerk for leaving my boyfriend because of Danny DeVito? It's hard to imagine why the boss would care so much that there's a Danny DeVito cardboard cutout in the background. From the sounds of it, these meetings are just internal business meetings, not the forward-facing presentation to their clients or something. But even if it's hard to imagine a cardboard cutout of a guy being that distracting, if somebody comes to you sincerely and says, hey, this is hard for me to focus because of this thing, and they ask you to just move it out of the frame, that's one thing because the boyfriend did do that during the first meeting. But what fractured this whole situation is when during the second meeting the boss just blew up on him demanding that he do what he says about the Danny DeVito cardboard cutout. Both sides have some degree of a valid point but the odd part here is that it seems like the OP, the girlfriend here, only sees it from the boss's side. Not really considering that decorating his own home is his right. Just like it's the right of the business to choose who they want to employ. So how do you see this? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? And jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for refusing kids at adult breakfast? Every year for over a decade, my siblings, a 43-year-old sister, a 40-year-old brother, and a 33-year-old brother and I, I'm 43, have breakfast on Christmas morning. They've always been hosted in my home, no kids, or my sister's home, two children, more adults. Every year, as we are organizing the breakfast in the days and weeks leading up to the holiday, we are reminded by the respective host that it is siblings and spouses only, neither children nor parents. Every year, my youngest brother, who has two children, an 11-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl, and his wife either ignore the rules or get upset about the rule and don't show up. This year, when advising of the location more than a week before, I reminded my brother of the rule. He acted as if he'd never heard of such a request. I do understand that finding a babysitter during the holidays can be tough. I suggested he ask our mother or his mother-in-law or anyone else if they could watch the kids for a couple of hours if they aren't busy. On Christmas Eve, I asked his wife if they were coming. She said they were, along with my mom and sister and adult nephew. 
nephew who's 18. With much of the other family present, including sister-in-law, we had a laugh about how my grandmother did the same with her siblings, not allowing kids, and how my niece and nephew were also excluded from ours. My mother mentioned that she had wanted to carry on the tradition, but her siblings didn't care to. My nephew was very accepting of the tradition, both as a minor and still as an adult. Last night on Christmas Eve, my brother texted me and said that if they could not bring the kids, they could not come. Our mother will be out of town with her husband's family for the morning, so I again suggest that he ask his mother-in-law as she lives nearby, and they are going directly there just two hours after our breakfast start time. He has still not replied, and breakfast starts in 45 minutes. My other siblings and I are saddened that he might not attend, but agree that our brother should respect the fact that this is the one time per year when it's just us. So, am I the jerk for refusing kids at the adult breakfast? This just sounds like bad timing. I definitely get having a time where you want to spend time with your siblings without any kids there, but why does it have to be on Christmas morning? That's the hardest time possible to find somebody to temporarily babysit your kids, even if it's your own family. And more importantly, most parents would want to spend Christmas morning with their kids, specifically. In some families, that's the time when the kids open up their presents and get to run around and be excited. So this whole thing seems like it would work a lot better if it was the day after Christmas or sometime around it that wasn't on Christmas itself. So who do you think is in the right here? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for ruining Thanksgiving? I'm a 30-year-old female and I met my boyfriend who's 30 three years ago. Before me, he was together with his high school sweetheart. They fell out of love and broke up. A year later, we started dating. His mom, however, was still heartbroken about it and I was very understanding and thought that she needed time to get to know me. The ex basically grew up with them and they saw her as a part of the family. For the first year of my relationship, his mom would call me the ex's name until my boyfriend got angry once and told her to be nice. She laughed it off and said it was just a habit. After that, she started calling me the wrong name, Janet instead of Jenny. Fictional names for the story. I corrected her a couple of times, but she seemed to like hurting me, so I ignored it later. My boyfriend has two sisters and a couple of weeks ago before Thanksgiving, we were invited to a barbecue at the older sister's house. I was in the kitchen with my boyfriend's mom, the sisters, and one of their husbands. The older sister then talked about how my boyfriend praised my cooking to her husband and the mom was listening. She then said out loud, Sure, why don't we let Janet make the turkey this year? The sisters giggled and looked at each other and I said, That's a great idea. I didn't tell my boyfriend what happened. On Thanksgiving, we went to his mom's house with the usual wine and dessert. She was shocked. Everybody was shocked. And I said, What? I thought Janet is bringing the turkey. There was yelling, crying, and then we got kicked out. My boyfriend is so angry with me, he hasn't talked to me since. I think it's over to be honest, but I still don't think I did anything wrong. Did I? Am I the jerk? This was some pretty perfectly executed karmic revenge. The mom had probably gotten so used to purposely saying her name wrong that she didn't even think that this was very well played. The downside to this is that the collateral damage is the whole rest of the family who probably weren't being jerks to the OP here, but they don't have turkey on Thanksgiving, which they probably were looking forward to. So was the damage done worth the heroic karmic justice here? That's the question. Let me know what you think down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.